Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Hello and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about Betty Crocker. Yes. Which, not a current sponsor. No. Nope. No. Um, also, favorite pun when researching this one, no whisk, no reward. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is official branding. That is official Betty Crocker branding, by oh, the way. Oh. Yeah. It is. You're right. Oh, all my Betty Crocker knowledge has gotten whisked together up in here now. <laughs> Um, That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is the longer outline, actually. Um, So a couple years ago, Steph, I've never told you the other podcast I do. uh, We did an episode on Betty Crocker. Uh, We also did, as part of that, um, Aunt Jemima and uh, Mrs. Butterworth. Oh, what a a pairing. (laughs) Yes. So definitely, like, if you want to learn more or, like, more about kind of the history of those brands and you know now it's a little outdated because a lot of things have changed um since we yeah did that one. Ooh, ooh, maybe maybe an update's in order yeah exactly but the history is still there and it's really interesting and i actually do find uh lauren and i were discussing this before before we started recording i find this 
story really interesting in a lot of ways. Um, in a lot of ways, I find it really endearing. In a lot of ways, I find it really sexist. But but I do. There's just something to me about like this character taking off for these women who were in the kitchen and they were trying to do the best with new ingredients yeah. or whatever they had around and didn't have the internet. Yeah. Um. You know, like like relatively isolated and 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 lonely and just trying to work out how to make um this post-industrial revolution kitchen work and right and finding you know reaching out and finding this fictional character and being like close enough (laughs) we'll take it yes yes it's so funny because like you said fictional character I'm almost like gassed it's not like it was ever (laughs) a shock to me but it was a shock to some people and we're gonna talk about that um, for sure. Yeah, quite because, a quite a big shock. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, because because she, she wasn't marketed as a character for right decades. Exactly. Yes, it's it's a really interesting story, and we're gonna get into it. But I guess we should get to our question. I suppose. Okay. <laughs> Betty Crocker. Who? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, um, Betty Crocker is a brand based on, yes, a character who just wants to help home cooks out. Uh, she is friendly and competent and resourceful and creative yet science-based and she looks good doing it. She's, uh, she's the, she's the Betty with the good hair. Oh, Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, uh, the brand is currently part of the General Mills Corporation through which General Mills produces uh, packaged food products and publications of a number of kinds. Um, Food products. Generally, these are meant as, like, shortcuts for home cooks more than um, actual prepared foods. Um, Though, let's be honest, we've all eaten the icing out of the can. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Hey, that frosting is heckin' delicious. Um... (laughs) But yeah, uh, there are uh, there are boxed baking mixes that let you just add uh, water and or eggs and or etc. Um, to bake up cakes, cookies, brownies, muffins, pizza crust, pancakes, or biscuits. And yes, uh, shelf-stable frostings to dress them up with, along with icing, gels, sprinkles, other decorative candies, food coloring, and uh, candles and um, like muffin or cupcake liners. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There are also uh, boxed dinner mixes that let you just add uh, water and or dairy and or meat to create uh, main dishes or side dishes, like the helper line of hot pastas or rice, uh, a hamburger helper, chicken helper, etc. Um, there's also a line of mashed or scalloped potatoes. There's also a line of pasta salads. Um, but there are a few packaged products, namely fruit snacks that are under the sub-brands of Betty Crocker, um, Fruit by the Foot, Fruit Roll-Ups, and Gushers. Oh, <laughs> 90s nostalgia comes crashing into me. <laughs> right? Like a, like a gush. <laughs> yeah, you might say. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, had, I had no idea. I did not remember that. Um, that's a little bit wild. And I feel like I don't have time for it today. I feel like Fruit by the Foot and Gushers are like such totally different episodes. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. So that yeah. aside, um, <laughs> the Betty Crocker brand is also a recipe creating behemoth, um, testing and publishing just a ton of content um, through print books, their print magazine, their product packaging, um, and online media, including their website, Pinterest, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, of course. Uh, the Betty Crocker brand is based in the United States, but also has outcroppings um, in the UK and Iceland and Saudi Arabia and Mexico and Australia and elsewhere throughout Europe and the Middle East and Asia. I actually just, um, after Thanksgiving, uh, my mom, of course, did the, the mom thing. And I was leaving and she was like, take this, take this. You don't have enough food. Take this. And she gave me like <laughs> way too much turkey for like a single person to eat. Yeah. In a reasonable amount of time. And so I know we've done a past episode on uh, Tetrazzini and how that used to be like a thing we would make oh, to right. use up leftovers. Yeah, yeah. And I found a Betty Crocker recipe and it was for like a leftover turkey <laughs> to make Tetrazzini. Yep. And I happened to have all the stuff and I was like, well, here we go. That's what's happening with this. <laughs> and it was good. Well, heck yeah. Good. Yes. Well, what about the nutrition? Uh, don't eat brands or characters. Probably. Hmm. Well, <laughs> you can get, you know, like gummies, fictional characters on them. Uh, sure, sure. And I mean, I guess, I mean, like, we we sort of covered this previously, but like, if you drink Kool-Aid, like, are you drinking the Kool-Aid man's fluids? I don't know. Mm, true. These are the deep questions that haunt <laughs> us. They keep us up at night over here at Saber. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, but in the meanwhile, uh, we have some numbers for you. We do. As of October 21st, 2021, Betty Crocker is 100 years old. Oof. Yeah. Over 200 grocery products carry the Betty Crocker name. At General Mills headquarters in Minnesota, there is a... Betty Crocker, um, available for questions 24-7. The brand is supported by research done in the Betty Crocker kitchens, which as of 2003, anyway, encompassed a facility with 19 individual kitchens equipped to test 50,000 recipes a year. Those 19 kitchens included, at the time, 18 tons worth of granite countertops. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 50,000 recipes. I know. Behemoth, wow. I said. Behemoth. <laughs> and appropriately so, Lauren. <laughs> um, since Betty Crocker's very first portrait, her image has since been updated seven times. Um, more on that in the history section. But despite going through various updates and changes in appearance, Betty Crocker is one of the most recognizable women in America. A 2013 article from Adweek found that Betty Crocker was one of the most famous fictional female characters in the U.S., and she held the top spot until Flo from Progressive surpassed her. An article from the New York Daily News in 2015 put her among the ranks of Barbie, Santa Claus, and Uncle Sam as one of the most influential fictional figures in the world. Oof. Yes. 
Betty Crocker's name is on over 250 cookbooks, and the one that started it all in 1950, Betty Crocker's Picture Cookbook, um, now in its 12th edition and called The Betty Crocker Cookbook, Everything You Need to Know to Cook from Scratch, has sold over 75 million copies. 75 million copies. Ooh. <laughs> yes. And it's been translated into Spanish. Uh, the website receives over 12 million visitors a month. Oof. Including me, I guess. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. While, while today we may be more used to seeing the name and face on boxed cake mixes and cans of icing, Betty Crocker used to be a figure women sought out for cooking advice. Dear Betty Crocker, why won't my cake rise? How do I get fluffy pancakes? Can't you share a good pie recipe? Not only would Betty Crocker give answers to questions like these um, and make people, largely women, feel more confident in the kitchen, she also encouraged people to try new things mm -hmm. and acted as a safety net for if those things didn't go to plan. Through this, she shored up a huge following and fans. According to the General Mills website, at the peak of her popularity, Betty Crocker was receiving 5,000 letters a day. Goodness. Goodness, indeed. And it is quite the tale of her creation and how yeah. we got here. Yeah. Um, and we are going to get into that. But first, we're going to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the worst world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. 
Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. <laughs> yeah, uh, Westholm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. <laughs> yes, I did too. <laughs> Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So I guess, yes, we should get this out of the way, though we've already pretty much said it. Betty Crocker was not a real person. Never a real person. Never a real person. She was created by a flour milling company called Washburn Crosby Company, a company that would go on to become General Mills or a part of General Mills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's unpack all of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Washburn Crosby got started in 1880. That same year, they entered their flour into the international milling competition and they won. The gold medal. To capitalize on their win, they changed their name to something you might recognize, gold medal flower. Or that's the name they put on their uh, products. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is a top seller today. The company decided to run some ads for their award-winning flower in the Saturday Evening Post in 1921. The ad was a jigsaw puzzle of a small town square and consumers who figured it out could claim a gold medal flower sack-shaped pincushion. Yep. Which cracks me up. (laughs) Um, And not only did over 30,000 people return the puzzle, much to Washburn Crosby's surprise, a lot of the responses came with baking questions. Um, Yeah, because remember, this was before the internet. Again, I think that's a huge part of this story. The company did have a rather small marketing team, made up of all men, and run by a man named Samuel Gale. 
and this team typically handled customer questions and complaints. The men on the team often handed these questions off to the women who worked for the Gold Medal Home Service Department, but Gail did not like signing his name to their answers because in his mind, customers would prefer to get kitchen advice from a woman. At the time, women were doing most of the cooking and women were doing most of the writing in to the company. The sheer amount of responses and questions to the marketing campaign reinforced to the company um, the desire these customers had for a space to ask questions and have them answered, um, to get tips and recipe ideas, preferably from a woman they trusted. So that same year, the company went to work on inventing a fictional woman (laughs) to fill this need. They borrowed the last name from recently retired Washburn Crosby director William G. Crocker. And for the first name, the powers that be chose Betty because they thought it sounded all American and cheery and unthreatening. (laughs) Yes. Now that they had the name, they needed the signature. Female employees were asked to submit samples of what they thought the signature should look like. Secretary Florence Lindbergh's submission won out, and any letter responses sent to a customer would have that now-iconic signature on it. People were even trained to match it, and the women who worked at the company's home economist department um, who answered the mail addressed to Betty were named the Croquettes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and by by this early point, although the brand and or character was established by these higher-up men at the company, yeah, the research and writing was being done by women, um, eventually led up by one Jeanette Kelly, who had joined Washburn Crosby just four years out of college in 1921. This was the era during which the company began creating test kitchens for these home economists that they employed to create recipes, uh, design solid cooking advice, and demonstrate, perhaps most importantly, how to use the gold metal flour that they were so proud of. Um, And notably, these test kitchens were incorporating, in the 1920s, all of this newfangled technology, like gas stoves and running water. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. So, like, when we're saying, like, this was before the internet, this was a minute before the internet, this was... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> things were things were very much still in flux in terms of uh, of of home cooking technology. Yes, um, and the demand for Betty Crocker was high enough that the company opened the Betty Crocker Cooking Schools, which were these company sponsored cooking schools across the country. Eventually, eventually across the country. Originally, just around the company's hometown of Minneapolis, and then around the Midwest, and then yes, further out than that even. Hmm. However, for the first three years after her inception, Betty Crocker existed in writing for the most part, um, either through letters or her name on the schools. That changed in 1924 when Betty Crocker made her audio debut on the newly launched Washburn Crosby radio cooking show on Minneapolis's WCCO, our Washburn Crosby company. And the company had purchased the station when it was on the verge of bankruptcy. And note that this was this was really early or like fairly early in the history of commercial broadcasting. Like there was at the time a pretty huge movement towards a corporate and ad driven radio. But it was it was still like fairly visionary for the company to put this together. The show was called the Betty Crocker Cooking School of the Air. Love it. (laughs) Yes. And it was one of the first daytime cooking shows. It really leaned into this school 
vibe. Um, graduates of this on-air school sent in reports for Betty Crocker to grade. Uh, there were 238 graduates in that first year. It was written and hosted by home economist Marjorie Child Husted. Um, and I, I try to find a pronunciation of the name, so I think it's Husted, but H-U-S-T-E-D. However, the show quickly went nationwide and regional Betty Crockers were developed, though the scripts were still written at the company's national headquarters. The show sometimes featured prominent guests like Joan Crawford and Cary Grant. Um, I actually listened to one right before this, and it was oh. pretty charming. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Yeah. In 1927, the new NBC network added the radio show to their lineup, where it would stay for the next 24 years, making it one of the longest-running radio shows in history. Over a million listeners enrolled in the radio cooking show, and Betty Crocker became an authority on baking. During the Great Depression, she provided advice on how to cook with little, and she didn't just talk about food. She sometimes gave advice on raising children and family stuff. She also received queries like this. I don't make your fudge cake because I like white cake, but my neighbor does. Is there any danger of her capturing my husband? Ooh. Betty Crocker. Wow. Cake intrigue. Cake intrigue indeed. Later, when asked about her time with the show, Husted, who reportedly put a lot of herself into the show and into Betty Crocker, said, It is very interesting to me to look back now and realize how concerned I was about the welfare of women as homemakers and their feelings of self-respect. Women needed a champion. Here were millions of them staying at home alone, doing a job with children, cooking, cleaning on minimal budgets, the whole depressing mess of it. They needed someone to remind them that they had value. Oh, I know. <laughs> wow. Six big milling companies, including Washburn Crosby, merged together in 1928 to create General Mills. The first grocery item that carried the Betty Crocker name was a soup mix in 1941. When the company started selling cake mixes in 1947, uh, they came with her name, too. Uh, the first cake mix was a ginger cake, uh, today gingerbread cake, uh, followed by a devil's food cake mix and a party cake mix with dual instructions for uh, white or yellow cake via adding uh, just egg whites versus whole eggs. Yeah. Party cake mix. Party cake mix. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that, was a, that was a rabbit hole I very narrowly avoided, but I wanted to learn everything there was about box cake mixes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely, that's definitely a separate episode. Um, yes. And, right, r really... Really nitty-gritty and interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but for another day. Uh, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, um, a year before uh, that ginger cake mix debuted in 1946, the company's test kitchens were officially rebranded as the Betty Crocker Kitchens. Yes, and Betty Crocker was by this point a household name. Surveys done around the time found that 9 out of 10 women knew the name Betty Crocker. And she was receiving, yes, about 5,000 letters a day. Fortune magazine named her the second most popular woman in the U.S. behind <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt wow. in 1945, earning her the nickname the First Lady of Food. But this was actually somewhat of a scandal because the article outed her as a fictional person. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
According to Susan Marks's book, Finding Betty Crocker, The Secret Life of America's First Lady of Food, the company started stocking tissues for people who visited the company's headquarters to meet Betty Crocker, only to be reduced to tears when they learned she wasn't real. Hoofda. Right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I totally get it. I get if you had this presence in your kitchen where oh, you might have fallen alone. Uh, you you might have even received a letter from her. Like you might have corresponded. Yes. Like and then exactly. And then to realize that Betty was a lie. That's tough. I mean, also <laughs> just like, oh man, like y'all, like, like, like we talk, we talk these days about about representation, right? About seeing mm-hmm. people like yourself um out there in the world. And yeah, the fact that the second most popular woman in the US in 1945 was fictional is really that just really says something about the state of representation at that time. Yes. And that it they were both still does. white. So there you go. <laughs> yes, yes, also that. Um At the request of the U.S. Office of War, Betty Crocker spent four months in 1945 on the radio show Our Nation's Rations, all about inspiring listeners on ways to be creative and resourceful during rationing. Um, There was also a Betty Crocker pamphlet called Your Share about all of this. Over 7 million copies were circulated. A second Betty Crocker pamphlet called Through Highway to Good Nutrition. <laughs> Through Highway to Good Nutrition. That For some reason, that title gets me every time. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> was recognized by the American Red Cross for having a positive contribution in terms of national interest. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that you can read that title without having in your head that very atomic age, uh, you know, like mid-Atlantic yeah. accent, like very um, uh, fallout or uh, Bioshock kind of yes. like through highway to good nutrition, like kind of thing <laughs> yes. going on. Which was kind of the, I was like, oh, there's that transatlantic when I was listening to some clips before oh, this. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Especially, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, especially radio of, of that era was really full of it. Yes. Oh, yes. In 1950, Betty Crocker's picture cookbook hit the shelves and it sold two million copies in its first two years. The aforementioned Jeanette Kelly, who was still with the company, um, supervised the launch of the book. Um, she Uh, Stayed with the company until 1958 when she went to New York City to continue her career. And yeah, since then, this book has sold 75 million copies and is still available under the name The Betty Crocker Cookbook. Um, It has had a huge impact and is sometimes referred to as the Kitchen Bible or Big Red. Its covers are red. It's a thing. Yes, yes. And I know some of you listeners have written in about this. And I found a really delightful... Uh, kind of just an essay uh, from somebody who was writing about the importance of this book and kind of rediscovering it and retrying the recipes. and It was just really sweet. Uh, at the time, recipes accompanied with pictures were new and exciting. Again, no internet. And another way to make cooking less intimidating. Sure. Um, I uh, there's There's also, I will say, uh, now... A little bit of a collector's market for some of these old, uh, old versions of this book. I myself have two or three versions of it um, that are not like in like collectible condition by by any means. I'm not that guy. I'm like fully prepared <laughs> to spill something on any of my books at any given moment. Um, but uh, but they are fascinating because around around this time, especially and up through. Oh, goodness, the modern era, 
Um, they had, in addition to recipes, like all of this life advice um, Ooh, about about like, hey, like don't wear your best shoes when you're vacuuming or like. <laughs> What? I must wear my best shoes with vacuuming. It's the only time for them. There's there there's one uh, and I'll see I'll see if I can find it and post it on the I'm so sorry, I never post anything on the internet, but I'll uh, y'all remind me, like write in and remind me. Um uh there's this one and it's always coming with these little like atomic age cartoons. Um, there's this one that's like, if you feel tired, just lie down on your back for a while on the floor. And (laughs) it's this like, like lady in this very nice day dress and heels just flat on her back, like studying the ceiling. Like you do. Been there. I've been there. (laughs) Heck, I've been there today. Jeez. (laughs) They knew what was up. (laughs) They knew what was up. Anyway. Um, Anyway, Yes. Uh, the advent of televisions in homes in the U.S. in 1951 really changed this whole thing again because the company knew they needed to find a face and a voice for Betty Crocker. After a search, they hired actress Adelaide Holly Cumming, who portrayed her in um, several television programs like the Betty Crocker television show and the Betty Crocker star matinee. Uh, Holly Cumming had come up in vaudeville, And uh, before her hiring, General Mills became the first consumer product company to extend their uh, uh, one of their trademarked print slash audio characters to a, quote, fully dimensional live action personification. I don't know why that kind of makes me nervous. I think a lot of things just make me nervous. But a fully <laughs> dimensional live action personification sounds a little threatening to me for well, some reason. It's the specification of fully dimensional, I think, because then it mm-hmm. opens the question of like wait, how many dimensions how many dimensions can right. I have? Like five? Oh. Two? I don't know. Four. Again, deep questions. Deep <laughs> questions in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the time, There had been illustrations of Crocker previously, including the first official portrait composed by Nisa McMain in 1936, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. It was a composite of faces of the women who worked in the company's home services department. And it didn't really change for two decades, but it has now been updated seven times to fit the trends and times of whenever it has been updated. And in that way, it's kind of an interesting look at the evolution of American women or a specific demographic of American women anyway. uh Um, For example, in 1965, she was styled in the vein of Jackie Kennedy. However, she has generally been depicted as a white woman with brown hair in her early 30s, specifically 32, um, usually wearing red and white. I know, like, (laughs) okay. Yeah, sure. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1996, painter John Stuart Ingle tried to make Betty Crocker more inclusive by giving her olive skin. And for the first time, brown eyes. Ooh, ah, Mm -hmm. how inclusive. (laughs) To create the image, he took inspiration from 75 images of women General Mills provided that they felt captured the spirit of Betty Crocker. Wow, huh. Yeah. Um, And yeah, by the 1960s, around 94% of the American population recognized the name so that's a lot yeah (laughs) mostly everybody (laughs) yep yes but stepping back a bit 
Uh-huh. Uh, the trademarked Red Spoon branding was released on packaging starting in 1954. Um, and General Mills brought the brand international for the first time in the mid-50s to Canada. Um, later, other places. From 1954 to 1977, the company offered scholarships for high school seniors based on their skills in home ec as part of the Betty Crocker search for the all-American homemaker of tomorrow. In 1972, Sphere, the Betty Crocker magazine, debuted. It was a monthly recipe magazine that opened with this quote, As women, we're lucky to be alive right now. Amid the universal tumult, it's more than ever a woman's world with 20th century reality located somewhere between the swooning vapors of Victorian forebears and the militant fervor of women's lib. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Now, I'll also say these seem to be pretty big collector's items. These, yeah. Uh, issues of this magazine. And you can find some, like, it, it feels like, I don't know, the Indiana Jones and Betty Crocker magazine. So people will be like, I've just go, I've unearthed. <laughs> This edition, <laughs> and it's in this condition, and oh, I love it. that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, uh, not to diminish print, but BettyCrocker.com launched in 1997. Yes, and now BettyCrocker.com has loads of recipes and advice available. Um, when the Betty Crocker app came out in 2010, it was one of the most popular free apps available Customers can still find Betty Crocker pamphlets in grocery stores as well. In 2014, Crocker made headlines when the company started providing same-sex wedding cakes in Minnesota, where their headquarters are located. And when gay marriage was legalized, the company presented the first three gay couples married in Minnesota with gifts and a wedding cake. Um, that same year, the Betty Crocker website launched 30 cakes for 30 days of Ramadan. Um, and the Middle East is the brand's second largest market. In 2016, the cookbook was updated to include an entire chapter for vegetarians and new recipes like chicken tagine. And I think this is this is a big conversation in terms of like what is included in American yeah. heavy quotes cuisine, which Betty Crocker has kind of like been the representative of what people think that is and how it's all changing and shifting and yeah. or at least in terms of mainstream <laughs> representation. Right, 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 right. What what the what the mainstream American um perhaps includes in American cuisine. Right. In 2018, um the brand partnered with Barbie to launch the Barbie Dream Gap project. Um, which aimed to grow um, grow STEM confidence in girls via kitchen projects. And that's interesting because I do think, you know, it's been so gendered. And so, I mean, it's such a big divide of, you know, the math and science is a boy's realm. Right. And then every, you know, social thing is a girl's realm, which is there's so much wrong with that to unpack. <laughs> but cooking is very scientific. Cooking is a heckin' science. Like, baking is science you can eat, as people yeah. cooler than me have said. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, uh, yeah, this very year, uh, 2021 in March, I believe, um, the brand uh, Betty Crocker uh, launched a web section called Betty Lab. Um, which, yeah, encourages science-based kitchen experimentation with, like, some really cool stuff about the uh, principles behind cooking and baking, like heat transfer and uh, sugar crystallization and the pH scale and, like, freezing points and leavening processes. It's, it's pretty nifty. Yeah. 
Again, not I a sponsor. Like I just appreciate no. it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I do too. I, I Cooking can be an art and a science. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes, it is. It is indeed. Um, well, it's been quite the journey, but I think that's what we have to say about Betty Crocker for now. It is. Um, we do have some listener mail for you, though. We do, but first we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian. Premium cocktails on demand. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Have you made the switch to Nick's? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. 
And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, West Holmes sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) West Holmes offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with a listener, listener. I wanted to do it, the transatlantic. I know you've got a good one, Lauren. I got a pretty good one. But it's hard to communicate the transatlantic. I, I was going to, like, pick up a phone and do this. Moment. <laughs> it's like a popping of the chin. <laughs> you know, I strongly suspected that that's what you wanted to go for. And I didn't yeah. know how to follow you with it. So I was it's, just yeah. like, oh, well, we'll kind of... Yeah. We'll just sort of go and see what it takes us. <laughs> and we did. And we did. <laughs> but I'm glad you're picking up my, my wavelength. Even oh, yeah. Wasn't <laughs> communicating it well. <laughs> um, Danielle wrote, Hello again from your favorite New Jersey resident. I'm still waiting for my Taylor Ham episode. <laughs> but today I am writing in about your poutine episode. I sat there waiting patiently for you to mention the New Jersey diner delicacy, Disco Fries. (laughs) Now, I'm not sure when they were first invented, as I was only born in 1980, but I remember my weekly diner spot, the Colonnet Diner in Jersey City, which sadly no longer exists, updating their menu in the 1990s to include them, though I believe they were a hidden menu item, kind of like how Starbucks has hidden menu items for a long while prior to the update. There is also an alternative version, which swips out the brown gravy for marinara sauce, which Ooh. is my preferred way to eat them. What? Mm-hmm. Anyway, come to New York, New Jersey, and I will take you to all the good spots. Just don't eat for a month prior. <laughs> <laughs> the diner bagel pizza game is real. P.S. I'm still hunting for the tomato soup cake recipe. I know it's a spice cake mix, but don't remember the other proportions. The icing, which is cream cheese and chocolate frosting mixed, is literally the jewel in the crayon. (laughs) The jewel in the crayon, not crayon. (laughs) (laughs) The jewel in the crayon. (laughs) I feel like that's a children's book waiting to happen. Um, Anyway, Danielle continues, I know my sister has it and is keeping it to herself. Oh, no. Recipe intrigue. Now that's some serious Cake intrigue indeed. Heck. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? I bet Betty Crocker has a tomato soup cake recipe. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm like almost physically trying to reach out to my bookshelf, which is downstairs (laughs) where those cookbooks are and be like, oh, "Oh, no, it's right here. 
Um, yeah. All right. All right. We'll have to we'll have to delve into it later. Um, but in yes. the meanwhile, Ashley wrote, I loved your episode, The Mad Hatter Tea Party. It was so fun listening to it. I ended up watching the original movie when I was done. I've always treasured the Alice in Wonderland movies. Uh, original, Tim Burton, and Alice Through the Looking Glass. In high school, we studied Alice in Wonderland, which was a lot of fun. In 2018, my auntie and I decided to dress up as the Red Queen, her, and Alice, me. We didn't even tell each other. We just showed up dressed as the characters, which was pretty cool. What a fun coincidence. We also carved Alice in Wonderland-themed jack-o'-lanterns. I lost the pictures of us actually dressed up, but enjoy a picture of us and our finished Alice in Wonderland-themed jack-o'-lanterns. I wish I could share this episode with her. She passed away in April. I hope you guys are doing well and staying safe. The pictures are so lovely. Yes. The, the jack-o'-lanterns are so great. Um, and I love, 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 love that the two of you showed up. Just independently, right? <laughs> that's oh, that's so, so awesome. sweet. I love oh, that's it. wonderful. It so, so sweet. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. As we've said, we, we love doing those. So yeah. Wonderful to hear. Wonderful to hear from both of these listeners. Thank you so much for writing yes. in. Yes. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. State Farm and DJ Dramos from Life as a Gringo know that getting your money right brings freedom, empowerment, and future success. It's like we have to unlearn, as we do in every other part of our lives, but financially unlearn a lot of the BS that we were taught that holds us back from getting the sort of lifestyle that we want and being able to live the comfortable, financially free lifestyle that I'm sure all of us are striving for. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.